Early voting is underway, and the 2023 Virginia General Assembly election is in full swing. But where are the competitive races? Also, how long do you have to vote? And what's going on with our voter rolls and our governor? It's Stay the Water. I'm Dr. Eric LaVille, and we'll discuss the 2023 election update in just a few moments. Welcome back. It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric LaVille. Thank you, as always, for joining us, as you always do, as we broadcast on Sunday mornings from the campus of the Norfolk State University, home of the Spartan Nation, from none other than WNSB Hot 91, the soul of VA. We'd like to thank all of our sponsors and all of our supporters for what you do to support this very important initiative. Here on Stay the Water, we bring movers, shakers, and policymakers to you to discuss issues important to the community. And for those of you who tune in every Sunday, you know that this time of the year is exciting for me and hopefully for you because we get a chance to delve into and explore our civic duty of voting for the next representatives that will represent us in Richmond. That's right. This is our 2023 Virginia General Assembly election preview show. Now, during this time, we've had various candidates on the show to talk about their stances, their their platform, and to really delve into what they want to do and for you in your community. We've had candidate Alex Askew, we've had candidate Michael Fagans, and also we've also had candidate and current delegate Cliff Hayes, who is a Norfolk State alum and great supporter of the show. In the next four weeks, we'll also have additional candidates that are running in competitive races here in the city of Norfolk and Greater Hampton Roads. But today, I wanted to take a moment and just give a mid-election update to see where things are and to make sure that you're up to par with your civic duty in when you can vote, how to vote, and also what's happening in these competitive races. So, look, there's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot going on in our country. And there's a lot going on in the great Commonwealth of Virginia. So we're going to get right to it. But before we do, I'd like to give, again, our condolences, our prayers and thoughts with everyone that's suffering in the conflicts across the world, especially those who are fighting in Ukraine, losing their lives with the war between Russia and Ukraine, and also in the Middle East, in Israel, and also the Gaza Strip. You know, we're praying for a, a, a resolution, peaceful re- resolution to all of these conflicts because in conflicts like this, it's the innocent that pays the highest price. So again, our thoughts and prayers are, out, are, are for all those who have lost loved ones, especially those who are still held as hostage, and we wish and pray for their safe return. Also, we know that what's happening in Congress right now with the lack of a Speaker of the House, things are tough to get done in you know the House representatives because of the lack of the Republican Party to govern themselves to put a Speaker in place to get the business of the people done. So with that being an example of what's happening in government and across the world, this makes our election even more important that more it it, it shows us that what we do and how we do it how we vote who we vote for the messages that we send they matter 
they matter because in the balance are the lives of everyday people. Keep in mind that we almost had a government shutdown because we couldn't agree upon a budget. But thank goodness for the Democratic-controlled Senate that work with the uh, Democrats in the House of Congress and also the former speaker working with Democrats to get a budget passed so that we could fund paychecks, fund budgets for defense and social programs to keep our great citizens across the board, no matter what your, uh, your race, ethnicity, the demographics where you live, or your political persuasion. It mattered. And because of that, people are suffering because of personal vendettas. So when we talk about voting, when we talk about the importance of voting, let that serve as an example to all of us that voting is important. So this year, in next month, actually, we have a very important election here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. November 7th, November 7th is the date of the election. That's where we get a chance to elect all 140 seats of the General Assembly to represent us in Richmond. That's 100 state delegates, 40 state senators. November 7th. But you don't have to wait till November 7th to vote. That's right. Because we've got early voting available. (laughs) Early voting 45 days before November 7th. The election, you can cast your vote. Matter of fact, it started on Friday, September 22nd, and it's continuing. But I want to bring up some very important, some other important dates. The deadline to register to vote is none other than October 16th. That's right. October 16th is the deadline to register to vote. In other words, you have till tomorrow, tomorrow to register to vote if you're not registered. Go to your local uh, clerk of court's office and register. Now, in the event you don't register to vote by that time, you can still register after that date through Election Day and vote using a provisional ballot. That's right. Even if something happens, because we're all working, life happens, and you're like, hey, I couldn't register to vote. It's okay. You can go. You can vote with a provisional ballot and register up through Election Day on Election Day. It can be done. There's no excuse for not voting because we see what's happening in our country. We see what's happening in our world. Your vote matters. Your vote counts. Don't say it doesn't because it does. We see it today. So make sure you go register to vote. You have until tomorrow, 5.01 p.m. tomorrow to do it on time, or you can vote by provisional ballot and get it done then. In addition to that, the deadline to apply for a ballot to be mailed to you is October 27th, and your request must be received by your local voter registration office by 5 p.m. So let's just say you don't want to go out to vote because of some ailment, illness, disability, or maybe you're just protecting yourself from uh, the the environment that's out there with with COVID and things of that nature. You can request a ballot to be mailed to you. We're making it easy for you to vote. So it just has to be done through your local voter registration office by 5 p.m. October 27th. But I also want you to know that you can also vote on Saturday. Saturday, October 28th, Saturday, November 4th. You can vote in person, in person at your local voter registration office. Again, We believe that you're able to, we want to make it easy. We want to make it accessible 
for you to go out and vote, for you to go out and exercise your civic duty. And this is only made possible because of the great work that was done during the Northern administration and the Democratic control uh, House and Senate where they passed this, this bill in order to implement what we call common sense, good public policy, where other states were keeping and closing access to the ballot box, we were opening it up because no matter who you are, who you vote for, early voting is good. Now, of course, the Republicans fought against it during that time. They didn't want to pass. However, they understood that early voting is the way to win elections. So now they're embracing it. And that's fine. We want everyone to embrace your civic duty. Make it easier for you to vote. So you can find this information on the website of elections.virginia.gov. That's through the Virginia Department of Elections. The Virginia Department of Elections, you can find all of these dates where you can register to vote last day, once again, this Monday, tomorrow, by 5 p.m., you can register to vote on time, or you could do it up until Election Day, through Election Day, and vote using a provisional ballot. Also, the deadline to apply for a ballot to be mailed to you is October 27th, and you can vote on Saturdays. Have a party. Say, hey, guys, let's go. We're going to go vote. We're going to do it this Saturday, October 28th, or November 4th. Now, for those of you that are Norfolk State and Hampton University uh, supporters, graduates, alums, current students, or you work there. Now, October 28th may not be a good day because that's homecoming. So I encourage you to get it done before that time or get it done on the after homecoming because I don't think uh, it'll be optimal for you to do that. And then you can also vote that Saturday, November 4th, and on Election Day itself, November 7th. So those are the dates. You heard it here. Make sure you abide by it. Make sure you go cast your vote. So I want to take a look at what's going on in Virginia. What's happening in Virginia as it relates to elections, as it relates to voter turnout, and as it relates to what's going on with voter rolls. So let's take a look first at what's going on in voter rolls. So just this past week, according to Axios, Virginia, Virginia Democrats in Congress, also which includes the House of, uh, House of Representatives and also our senators, are asking the Justice Department to investigate the wrongful removal of more than 10 thousand Virginians from the state voter rolls because they were incorrectly listed as felons. According to Axios, the move comes as Virginia residents already have begun voting in the state's November 7 election, which will determine whether Governor Glenn Youngkin will succeed in his push for Republicans to seize control of the state Senate and maintain their hold on the House. Now, in a letter to U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland, the Virginia lawmakers, led by None other than our congressman, Congressman Bobby Scott, called on the Justice Department to investigate how these removals happen and what's being done to ensure that those whose names were illegally removed from voting rolls are informed. Now, these reports are alarming, especially with a consequential election already underway in Virginia, according to the letter sent to Attorney General Merrick Garland. In addition to that, Virginia Senators Tim Kaine and Mark Warner, both Democrats, joined the House Democrats in calling for an investigation of the Yunkin administration's handling 
of the voting debacle. Now, when we look at early voting, which began last month across the state, uh, of course, we know the deadline to register to vote is Monday. And Democratic lawmakers said that the error on the voting rolls is making early voting difficult, if not impossible, for many of those affected by the massive purge from voting rolls. Now, according to the lawmakers who wrote Gar- uh, Attorney General Mary Garland, this includes an unknown number of individuals with technical probation violations, not new felony convictions, who have been purged from voter rolls without notice after having their rights fully restored. Now, Virginia is the only state in the country where a person convicted of any felony automatically loses the right to vote, something Democrats in the state legislature are trying to change. Now, the other side of this, critics are pointing to a study showing that fellows who vote typically favor Democrats have cast Yunkin's error as an effort to suppress Democratic votes, which Yunkin's office has denied. But the critics have also accused Governor Yunkin of slowing the process in which former felons regained their voting rights through approval from the governor, which Yunkin's office has also denied. Now, according to Axios, after taking office last year, Governor Yunkin implemented a policy requiring each person with a felony conviction to file an application to have their voting rights restored on a case-by-case basis. And Andrew Gaines, the spokesman for Governor Yunkin, said the Virginia Department of Elections and the Virginia State Police are working to make sure that all voters removed from their roles are reinstated. Gaines also added that the lawmaker's letter to Garland, quote, contains factual errors regarding notice to cancel voters. Anytime a voter's registration is canceled for any reason, they are mailed a written notice from their local general registrar. So what's happening? <laughs> As you can see, according to the report by Axios, which was just this last week, and this letter that was sent to the Attorney General Merrick Garland from the Democratic uh, delegation in Virginia to Congress, they're saying that there are individuals 10,000, over 10,000 names were purged from voter rolls, voter rolls, and labeled incorrectly as new felony, felons or felony convictions, when in actuality they were not. Now, the governor's office did acknowledge that this was a, this was a mistake and they were actually trying to uh, correct this. But again, the question becomes, how did it happen? Why did it happen? And then Not just that, but why is it taking so long for individuals to have their rights restored when this was a policy that was created up front uh, in the last election? So with that being the case, we see that now how important, how important it is to vote in this election. We're finding now that there are individuals that want to vote individuals that want to be a part of this, have their civic duties and participate in this great democracy are being basically forbidden to do so unjustly and unfortunately in a way that is not fair or equitable. So, of course, we're going to find out what happens with this investigation. We're going to find out what took place. But at the end of the day, 
they're working to restore these, but it's making it difficult. Can you imagine if you went to go vote early and all of a sudden he said, no, you're not on the voter rolls. And the question is why? Well, because you're a convicted felon or maybe you for there was a mistake or you don't know why. Now, of course, you receive a letter to say that all is well, but they're trying to restore your rights. But at the same time, your rights are not restored. So you can understand the frustration across the board. You can understand the frustration that individuals have because of what is taking place. You can understand that. Put yourselves in their shoes. If you've done everything you're supposed to do and you've done it to have everything restored, why is it taking so long? Why are you being punished again? That's what it looks like. So, again, we can understand and we can see what the issues are. At the same time, we're making making way to uh, ensure that this doesn't happen anymore. But 10,000 votes, that's a lot of votes. And if you break that up in districts, I would love to see what the breakdown is in various districts in which these individuals are voting, how this can turn elections. And we're going we're gonna to see how important this is in just a moment. But before we go there, I want to, we're talking about voting. We're talking about voting. I want to take a look at, a look at Virginia's 2023 early voter turnout in Richmond area races. All right. So again, this is a very important part of the state where you're looking at a lot of races that are going to change uh, a lot of, a lot of committees, a lot of, the, and hopefully cha- and possibly change the balance of power in the General Assembly itself. So this was reported on last week, according to uh, wavy.com, r- more than 190 Virginians have voted in the state's 2023 elections four weeks before Election Day. 190,000, that's almost 200,000 people already voted. And when you break down an analysis of this voting data, according to Wavy, from the Virginia Public Access Project, VPAP, which, by the way, is a phenomenal resource for you, the general public, for us, that puts our democracy out there for everybody to see. I mean, if you're not, if you don't get, if you're not signed up to those newsletters, if you're not, make sure you get signed up. It is absolutely phenomenal. So again, sign up for that newsletter, sign up, go to VPAP. You can get all public, all public records and data. They break it down. They do a great job. The former executive director that started it is retired and we have a new executive director part of it, Chris Piper. They do a phenomenal job. Absolutely phenomenal. So VPAP, Virginia Public Access Project, shows 191,779 ballots have been cast early. Now that's 105,000 in person, and 86,000 absentee ballots by mail as of October 10th. And of course, Wavy shows that with all 140 state legislative seats on the ballot and control of Virginia Assembly up for grabs, both parties have gotten behind efforts to boost early voter turnout this year. Remember, early on I talked about how Republicans fought against it, now they're on board. This is good. This is good for democracy. But Note the legislative history. Matter of fact, according to Wavy, Republicans are backing an initiative led by the governor to get more GOP voters to the polls early after previously supporting proposals to cut Virginia's early voting window. And Democrats are pushing their own program as well. So how is this being impacted as it relates to early voting? So let's take a look at the numbers. Early voting 
uh, if you take a look at the numbers using VPAP's district data, which was updated October 11th last week, a look at some of the Richmond area about uh, uh, races. So you're finding that uh, in, let's just take a look at one of the competitive Senate races of, of uh, former delegate Aird, Lasherid Aird versus Eric Dietrich. That's Senate District 13. 5,947 votes have been cast early. 5,000. Over 5,000. That is huge. Also, if you look at another district, uh, which is uh, Democrat Hashmi and challenger Hayden Fisher, Republican, over 5,500, almost 5,600 ballots have been cast early. Now, in contrast, if you look at Senate District 26, uh, which Republican uh, Ryan McDougal and being challenged by Pam Garner, over 9,000 early ballots have been cast. In, the, uh, in Senate District 10, Republican John McGuire was being challenged by uh, McKenzie, Democrat McKenzie, over 7,000 early ballots. And also in the Senate District uh, 12, Glenn Studerman, who's being challenged uh, by, I'm sorry, Nathan McKenzie is challenging uh, Glenn Studerman. Over 6,000 ballots have been cast, early ballots. I bring these races up as an example to show that in the Republican districts or leaning strong Republican, you're finding more early voting, uh, early votes cast in those districts than the Democratic districts in the Richmond area. That's after the, Demo- the Republicans fought against early voting. That's telling because it shows that Early voting is a major, major play for votes on both sides of the aisle. We find very similar uh, numbers in the in the House of Delegate races as well in the Richmond area. So, once again, according to VPAP, uh, Virginia Public Access Project, over 190,000, 190,000 early votes have been cast as of October 10th and look for more to be cast then. So when we talk about early voting, we know when early voting register vote ends, which is this Monday, but you can still register through Election Day with a provisional ballot, but do it in time by tomorrow, October 16th. We know you can vote on Saturdays, October 28th, November 4th, and Election Day, and any day between now, October 16th, up to November 6th, you can vote. Up to that date. Well, actually, November 4th. You can vote up to that date during the week. But I also want to see. I want us to take a look at these competitive races. Now, keep in mind that Hampton Roads is a major area in the state that's going to decide the balance of power in Richmond. So according to 13 News Now, all eyes are on Virginia which is one of the most critical elections in recent years, where all 140 seats of Virginia Assembly are on the ballot and an election that can make or break Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin's future in politics. As a matter of fact, let's take, take a quick look at what we have and what's, what's going on. According to 13 News Now, what's at stake is a party control of the state, which will have a ripple effect on major issues like abortion, gun control, and also Governor Youngkin's political career and potentially his future presidential elections. 
So according to the Watson Center, uh, Dr. Uh, Bromley, she said that in terms of the future of the state, it's one of the most critical elections that they we've seen and that she's seen in recent history. Now, I want us to take a look at some research from the Watson Center and also uh, from Sabato's Crystal Ball, uh, which is the election forecaster based at UVA Center for Politics. And the Watson Center, of course, is at CNU. So here's some things, three things they said will make November general election very important for Virginians. Number one, party control of Virginia could hinge on a handful of House and Senate races. And what, what are those areas? So many competitive races, according to uh, 13 News Now, could be determined uh, party control of Virginia Assembly in Hampton Roads. Why? One, the region is a significant chunk of the state's population. Also, it has a history of flipping between parties from election to election. For example, Virginia Beach, the region's largest city, voted 51.6% for Democrat Joe Biden in 2020 presidential election. And a year later, it flipped where Republican Yunkin won the city by 51%. And, of course, this is according to Virginia Public Access uh, Project. Not only that, but we see a lot of hotly contested races uh, in the Senate race. So let's look at Senate race 17, district between Republican Emily Brewer and Democrat Clint Jenkins. This district spans Western Hampton Roads, Virginia Southside, including Suffolk, Portsmouth, Chesapeake, Franklin, and Emporia. Now, according to VPAP, 41.1% of the district's population is black, which Coleman said would make turnout or the lack of it very noticeable. In addition to that, what Democrats struggle with in 2021, according to Coleman, uh, and some of their successors in 2022 may have uh, looked at this fact. It was the minority turnout was not great, especially in those parts of Virginia. So depending on the minority turnout in the South Hampton Roads, that's going to determine that Senate race in that noticeable district, Senate District Race 17. On top of that, you got Senate District 24. Senator Money Mason, a Democrat, has a challenger, former York uh, Pocosin Sheriff Danny Diggs, a Republican. This district covers the Northern Peninsula, Newport News, Williamsburg, Pocosin, York, and Jane City counties. Now, this race is very, is very tight. And there, we're being told that this race is going to be determined by double digits, not percentage points, according to Coleman, but double digit votes. So in other words, this election race, the Senate race, Money Mason and Sheriff uh, Danny Diggs can be decided by less than 100 votes, between 99 and 10 votes. So that's why it's important to vote in this election. Also, this election could be a trifecta for policy change in Virginia. If the Republicans win win the House and the Senate and they have the uh, executive House, of the governor's house, they're going to be able to pass whatever policies that the conservative agenda, Republican agenda uh, has in Virginia, that the governor has. Not only that, November 2023 is a make or break for Yonkers' political future, according to 13 News Now. In other words, they believe that because he hasn't been able to pass his conservative legislation, he's counting on a Republican majority in order to do that in his last two years. And they believe that this is important if you want to say future in politics on a national stage. So 
We know uh, our governor has been uh, looked upon as a viable candidate for president. Uh, but, of course, he's yet to commit to that. He's doing the job that he loves and the job he's hired to do in Virginia. But also there's a Senate race that's coming up not too long after that. So, again, if you don't believe your vote counts, look no further than the Commonwealth of Virginia, our House of Congress, and also what's happening in the world. Make sure you exercise your vote, your right to vote, your civic duty, and involve your friends and family. Because many people fought and died for that right for you to do so. Well, look, our time is drawing near. and But guess what? You can join us next Sunday as we'll be back with another candidate during the 2023 Virginia General Assembly election candidate series. Where we'll bring movers and shakers and policymakers to you to discuss issues important to the community. Until then, be great. God bless. And we'll see you next week.